Hi there, and welcome to the WorkPrints Harley Talk, Episode 9. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today again is Rob. Yes. What up? It's your boy. <laughs> and today we'll be talking about Bachelorette, the ninth episode of Harley Quinn. As you know mm-hmm. by now, uh, every episode of Harley Talk is filled with spoilers. We're just going to recap and shoot the shit about the episode. Um, I'm going to just say, first of all, the opening scene, because, again, I love every episode's opening scenes. This one, we actually open up with Harley and Ivy being flown to Themyscira on Apollonian Airlines. And they have some guests with them. Yeah, they got, uh, uh, they have uh, Mrs. Freeze, Nora Freeze. Who's kind of forlorn? Like these three guests are probably the worst guests that you could bring, you would think, on a bachelorette party. Because yeah, Mrs. Freeze, who's basically still kind of wrought from the uh, the death of her husband. And it's a pity invite. <laughs> yeah, it's a pity invite. You have Catwoman because, again, why not? Uh, and she's being she's the pampered one. So in her own words, she wants to catnap through most of the excursion itself, which is funny, but it's very on brand for Selena. And you have Jennifer, who whom is uh, Poison Ivy's friend from kindergarten. Because everyone has one. So. Because everybody's everybody's got one. And she's a little bitter because she claims that. Um, that Pamela actually back in, I guess, kindergarten or early on when they were friends, they made like a pact that like whoever gets married, they would be the maid of honor. But it's Harley nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, the great thing is that they're being flown on Apollonian Airlines, which also is an invisible airline. That's great. They have a bunch of like the nice sight gag of birds just flying into their deaths to the plane. Which would get, like, they take to uh, the airplane, like, flies to, like, a, a windshield of a car, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you blame them? They think it's air. But, um, yeah, so they basically go, all three could not be uh, bothered with the frivolities, but Harley is, like, so on board. She's so super, she's, like, to me, and this is going to come out, like, super wrong, but I don't mean this wrong. I mean this in the most positive way, because I love uh, these pets, but she's kind of like a, a golden retriever, where she wants to please. She she and she's very happy. She she'll, she'll turn the worst of a situation into the best, and she wants to do that for her bestie Ivy because they still have a few unresolved issues they have to work out. But she's kind of pushing. She's tamping those down for the moment. So they, she kind of ruins the moment because she sniffs Ivy's hair. Yeah. So you're kind of like, yeah, she's got it bad. There's no, there's no doubt about that. She like sniffs it and then like it, does that like shuddering, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, they arrive in Thermoscara, and uh, what happens next, Christian? 
Um, they arrive via invisible van, mm-hmm. and uh, the resort manager greets them mm-hmm. and informs them that since Wonder Woman disappeared, the island uh, has been able to become profitable, becoming yeah. a female-only resort. Which I think is kind of a clever idea. It's I clever, mean, yeah. And but, I also find it funny, it, it didn't occur to me until this moment that mm-hmm. that invisible jet and the, mm-hmm. the van, is it's it's just Wonder Woman's former vehicle, but she's gone yeah. missing because of the whole thing that happened in season one. Yep, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that they kind of loop around and go back on that continuity-wise. Yeah. They're like, Wonder Woman's not here right now, so let's turn a profit. Why not? And Eris, the resort manager, kind of like leads that whole operation. So the women's bags are taken to their rooms, and the thing is that Harley, still ever the jubilant person as she is, she's like, I got itineraries that are left in your rooms. So thus far, this seems like literally a paradise, paradise Mm -hmm. in paradise. Uh, And the funny thing is they also say uh, on the way down, uh, like on their descent to Themyscira, that any male passengers will be killed on site, which is great. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of women, would just like a bachelorette party. <laughs> just kind of like, it's supposed to be just just the girls and whatnot, and you have your own paradise, and no guys are allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, I mean, for the most part, I mean, bachelor and bachelorette parties, they can get a bit messy, I'm sure. Uh, full disclosure, I don't think I've ever been to one. Really? I don't think, I've, I've had only a few friends married, but I don't think I've ever been to one. I know that... My brother, he says, if I ever were to get married, uh, he wants to take me to a strip club, which to me, like, yeah, that sounds kind of like a fun time for like five minutes. And then I'm like, yeah, let's go it, do something else. It seems yeah, like it is a waste kind of, of weird. It, yeah, is it, it, weird. Is, it is a weird waste of money. And it's stuff. basically like, it's... like going to a buffet, but you can't eat any of the food. Basically, and it's it's funny because you know you can you're just there, you're there to indulge for like five minutes, and you're just like why 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 am I here yeah, after why? a while? That or you're just really into it and you're really oh yeah or you're, you're not... really into it. It's like one yeah. or the other. Yeah, but it's just funny because again, like unless you're like really young, I don't see the appeal either. Ah, but... uh, neither do I. I'm in my thirties, so it's kind of like yeah. If I think if you see somebody my age in the strip club then it's kind of like you're either stuck in a perpetual like stasis it's kind of like arrested development or yeah. like maybe there's just something wrong with you <laughs> i don't know maybe they I'm, just want boners hey, i don't know yeah that's the truth you know i don't judge i don't judge uh, even yeah. as much as i do but uh yeah so basically uh ivy's a little weirded out because harley is sort of actually on point for once and she's like on top of everything and she's taking this managerial type um position mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. very unlike harley harley as we all know and love is kind of um a wild card she yeah. kind of goes where the wind blows and but that's here the, she's that's very thoughtful she's very yeah. like intentional she's being very considerate which mm-hmm. is strange for harley yeah she she even takes the uh, safe out of selena's room yep. and uh sets mrs freeze's room to cool yeah. temperatures because yeah. she's you know and for She's Jen, cold. I'm sorry, not Jen, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually knows, she takes into account that she doesn't like fish. And Jennifer, obviously, is the outlier of the group. We all know the rest of them. Jennifer is the one where I take it, uh, and I'm sure you probably, uh, real, most likely you realize this, but she's supposed to be sort of like a proxy Karen of sorts. <laughs> now that Karen is kind of into the lexicon of, something derogatory yeah 
It's like an epithet, so it's not like hmm, it's not really the best uh, thing in the world. But I guess they didn't want to steal the whole Karen because everybody knows. And I feel bad for any Karen in the world. I really do. Because it's like, what <laughs> sorry do we about do? your name. Yeah, what do we do to deserve this? But I think yeah. we all kind of know a Karen. I know that I have, and her actual name is Karen. Uh, but her whole thing was, she looked uh, even though they grew up together. Uh, I've noticed in the animation uh, because. Ivy, obviously, uh, it could be due to the chemicals coursing through her, uh, but Ivy looks very, very young, but her friend, and they both grew up in kindergarten, so they would be the same age, has kind of lines on her face, so she, you might have, you might assume that she's led kind of like a more a draining life than anything mm -hmm. else, and she has the shirt, she wears shirts with platitudes on them, like one says rosé all day. <laughs> Uh, and another one she wears, like, later on in the episode says, I'm that bitch. So it's kind of like, all right, you're one of those those people where you got to get out your emotions onto a graphic so that people know who you are. Uh, but Catwoman kind of, once, like, they all sort of depart to their rooms, Catwoman is pretty much, uh, she knows she's on top of things. She's perspicacious, and she knows kind of like something's up with you, Harley. And I kind of figured you guys, you guys hooked up, didn't you? And obviously, Harley's not one to plead the fifth and say, mm, you know what, I'm yeah. walking the other way. No, she overcompensates and she just puts her foot in her mouth, as she always does. Again, mm. that's why we love her. She's so lovable because we all can relate. I know I can. Yeah. Again, she's very blunt, which is beautiful. She is very blunt. And sometimes right. that's welcomed. Uh, so... <laughs> On the opposite side, somewhere else in the ocean, who do we have? Uh, we have Kite Man, Clayface, King Shark, and Frank the Plants having yep. a rather placid bachelor party yeah. or bachelor mm -hmm. sojourn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, this is—I like this the side this B plot a lot because uh, we do. introduce King Shark being mm -hmm. quite literally pum 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 mm -hmm. an actual king. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. I never knew his like backstory too much, and I kind of wanted them to to go a little bit more into uh, the, like the characters that we don't know we're not too familiar with. So mm. yeah, what happens with King Shark? Uh, we find out that from of all things, a lobster called Samson, who mm. is basically Sebastian from the Little uh, Mermaid. Little Mermaid, <laughs> yeah. uh, that he is supposed to be married to this hammerhead Tabithia. Uh, in Tabitha, order to rock or he Tabitha, says Tabitha. because he said I I assume that's Tabitha because in his like Caribbean voice he goes Tabitha. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like first of all the moment I the the lobster opens his mouth I'm like oh no they didn't go here did they? they and totally that was did. like a good oh no. That wasn't mm -hmm. kind of like a groaning like ugh why did we No, I mean it was it that this was a good like oh awesome this is great. It, it was also great because uh, I keep forgetting that, you know, that's Disney, Disney mm -hmm. property. And yeah. Disney now owns Marvel. So technically, mm -hmm. this was a nice shot, a nice mm -hmm. jab yep. at the competition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shot across the bow. Shot across the <laughs> bow. And yeah, apparently, because uh, there's this whole, which I thought was a reference, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the lobster says, yeah, you got to marry this uh, hammerhead named Tabitha in order to secure like a trade route and stuff and tra a trade pact. And I thought, and I could be totally wrong, but I thought that was making fun of like the prequel Star Wars 
because with the prequel Star Wars, there was this whole boring thing. I don't care how much you may hate me, not you personally, but other people <laughs> listening to this may hate me or possibly agree. But uh, it's this whole fucking trade route thing that it's kind of like and taxation of trade routes and stuff. And it's like, I don't really care. I want to see electric sword fighting. That's what I want to see. I, I'm simple that way. I know. I know. That's that's. I'm fine with. That. I I like the trade route stuff, but that that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So we go head back to the lounge, and so the guests obviously are not having such a great time. Uh, but Ivy doesn't know this. Ivy's just kind of getting ready for like her big day out and stuff. And, but Harley's very perceptive, and she's like, "Don't you fuck this up for Harley? Don't you fuck this up?" And so the thing is that. She's like, you know what? I did this for Harley, and this is not about you guys. This ain't even about me, even though kind of it is. Uh, but uh, she doesn't say that. But she's like, this is for Harley, and we're going to show Harley the best damn time. So at dinner, they're trying to fake it, and I guess Harley doesn't get that they were faking it because she's impressed with uh, she's impressed with Harley that she got all these disparate people together that wouldn't typically be together and have a good time. But then when uh, Eris comes up, uh, she's like, all right, so uh, what do you guys want to do next? And the, the guys are like, uh, well, we don't know. And she's like, well, we have uh, like spa because I think Jennifer is like, isn't there anything else to do around this island but relax? Which I thought was kind of funny because it's like, isn't that the purpose of a sp- I, th- I consider it more of like a spa retreat than anything else. It is, and like you can do that for a bachelor party. Bachelor party yeah, of be, course. Or bachelor parties. It could be anything you want, really. Yeah, so, I would, yeah. if, like, personally, I would think, and this is going to come out uh, silly to some guys, but I would rather have, personally, like, a spa day, if I like, as a bachelor, than anything yeah. else. I don't for think... my one buddy's bachelor party, we did, um... We did the uh, cabin in the woods where we just ch- chilled, hung out, and yeah. ate a bunch of like food and stuff. And yeah, I mean, kind it's kind of it. like that's that's my whole like gone are my twenties. I just want to, <laughs> and nothing beats honestly getting like a massage because I'm always tense. So like mm-hmm. like a deep tissue massage, it hurts like shit for like the entire way. But then you get up and you're like, wow, all that pain's gone. Like, yeah, was there an angel behind me or something like that? <laughs> But uh, it was just one of those things where they list off, oh, we got like uh, we got scuba diving, we got the grotto, we got this, we got that. And, but then the last thing that they say is that we have this club called Hedonica. Yeah, and, which, which is, is a, a fucking brilliant yeah, name. Yeah, I love that name. It's a very right away, and Harley's like, shit, we are going there. Because yeah. I think even Harley, as much as she's put a conservative effort towards all this planning she wants to make her guests as well as like the bride to be happy so she'll do anything and i think th- that's why a uh, harley's so endearing too because she's one of those people she's ride or die if she's your friend she will she'll definitely like go to the mat for you and that that's awesome it is yeah because and I, again i can't stress mm-hmm. hedonica Yes. Some hedonism. Yes. Some D. Because mm-hmm. yes. there's men on the side. Because there's apparently. men. So. Uh, but then we go back to, and I want you to take this away because I, th- I think this is a brilliant joke going. We go back under the sea, and I say under the sea very specifically. <laughs> yeah. Because what does Samson do? 
Oh, he, uh, through the magic of copyright, free Disney tunes, uh, they, uh, they were able to basically do their own iteration of, of the Little Mermaids Under the Sea. Yeah. Uh, completely, completely different, just Mm -hmm. enough, but, um, what, I don't know how to stress this, but the selling point to living under the sea, which mm-hmm. makes this joke really funny, oh, yes. is that you can shit anywhere. Yes. And it just floats. Yeah. <laughs> the poop floats. Yeah. You, like, you, could, you could shit, you could defecate anywhere. It floats. No need to flush, because technically there's a perpetual flush. Just, it's called current. And plus, you don't have to use toilet paper either. And yeah. the funny thing is that like that's the only thing he goes on in the song. That's his only selling point. Yep. But to be fair, not only does he make this like the tune jaunty and very catchy at that, but he actually has a decent point. Now, is that a decent point enough for King Shark? No. Uh, and he basically tells him his actual selling point, but he's his excuse is like to put all of that into a song structure is a lot more difficult. So it's just easier talking about the benefit of crapping under the sea. Yeah, which is you can crap anywhere, and it floots. And it's yes, and it beautiful. floats. I, and I, I mean, I just thought that was, that, that was like a brilliant, because it's kind of like, all right, we saw the little take on the, the Caribbean accent of the crustacean. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're, they're pulling no punches. We yeah. know that this is a Little Mermaid parody, yeah, it and is. they will, they go full they go full throttle. Here. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, yeah. uh, but so we go back to our favorite place, Hedonica, and who presides over it? Oh, Max Zeus. Zeus, which I thought yeah. was cool because not a lot of people know about him. Like, if you're a Batman fan, you know about him enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it makes perfect sense that he would run an island like this and so it's basically just one big strip club one big male strip club as far as i know mm-hmm. jennifer just kind of gets shit-faced uh and uh, nora makes out with maxi because mm-hmm. it, you know what she's lonely and you know what who can blame her maxi's hot he's big he's hulking she's without a husband so it's like i i you know what i could not blame her and so then the trio, Catwoman, Ivy, and Harley, uh, Catwoman kind of begs off really quickly, but Ivy's having a really good time. And I forgot that unless it was um, referenced earlier, I don't really remember the, the trio's name. They call them themselves the Cobb Squad. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm like, Cobb Squad, that's interesting. I wasn't quite sure why. Uh, and oh, then... D- the the cop squad because uh, in the episode where they introduce Catwoman, mm-hmm. uh, I think she orders the cop salad the and, and oh, Ivy oh, that's, right. that's right, that's right, over okay. cop salads and they they're like, why don't we get like matching tattoos and stuff? Yeah. They name themselves oh, the cop squad because right. you know they're I just put... super obsessed. I totally well, really, it's just think... Ivy's infatuation with uh, yeah with Catwoman, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, cop squad, cop squad. Yeah. And like, I totally forgot about that because it's sounded... a callback joke. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice callback joke. And that was a very nice catch, by the way, because yeah, I was really I racking my brain. I'm like, sounds familiar, but I, I don't quite remember where it's from. Uh, so, yeah, apparently Catwoman sort of begs off because she wants to do her own thing as per usual. And uh, so obviously Harley and Ivy get a little a little happy and then they get a lot more happy. 
ending mm-hmm. up in bed together. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Now it's we're... one of those like, you're my best friends. You're so thoughtful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And then every, you know, fanboy's satisfaction. Oh, of course. There of you go. Of course. Yeah. But the thing is that like in a good, uh, very true to life fashion, it's not like it's all sunshine and rainbows and lollipops because Ivy is super freaked out about it. I mean, she's about to get married to yeah. what I think most would consider a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has no idea, even though she's conflicted with her feelings, she kind of wants off the island, but she can't because obviously the jet, uh, the airliner that had taken them to the island is now under contract, um, possibly to be sold. And so I, for me, and I think for you too, you'd probably definitely think this actually, um, if you say like just a slight detail, because screenwriting, you have to be very economical with what you say. There should never yeah. really be throwaway lines because it's just it just takes up space on the page. Uh, if they say this is dot or the the uh, plane is under is being negotiated for being under contract uh, by somebody else, uh, that that means something. So that like that planted in my mind at that point. Mm-hmm. And so Ivy was like, I'm just going to stay in my room for the rest of the weekend or whatever. And uh, obviously Harley is grief stricken. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's kind of it's so heart wrenching to me because I've been there where it's kind of like you're best friends with the person, like you're really good friends with the person. And you think there's chemistry there or, you know, there's chemistry there. But either you it's typically on my side it's not me it's them that's like this is not a good idea this is not a good idea and that's always like the most hurtful thing you know because you feel for them yeah so i could definitely say that like this thus far has been powerful this episode even though it's still fun and all um so back under the sea we see king shark again yeah and he's back in his armor which is cool. His traditional armor. His yeah, traditional yeah, yeah. armor, which I've never seen. I mean, I, again, I'm familiar with the King Shark name, but I'm not familiar with like his actual look or anything like that. Yeah. Um, there, there isn't really usually much of a backstory here. He just seems like a, a bad villain throwaway type thing. And mm-hmm. here we have a whole Atlantean type storyline. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he meets his, uh, his to be betrothed and uh, Tabitha. Tabitha? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, she's got uh, she's chain smoking underwater. <laughs> yeah, which is, because she doesn't even that... give a shit. That's the thing. She doesn't. But then it's at the same time you hit the timeout button. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Then you remember it's Harley Quinn. They have fun with it. So that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, uh, he, he kind of finds out from her mm-hmm. and vice versa that neither of them really want to get yeah. You know, yeah married. Yeah, which like makes it so much easier. Uh, when he goes to confront his father, the the mm-hmm. shark god, uh, because if she like were I guess somebody that like immediately sort of like love at first sight type thing, that would easily have him reconsider. But because she's somebody that doesn't seem appealing to her and she doesn't even care, uh, then it makes the decision slightly easier. You would think. You would think. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his father and he tells him off. He basically says, look, the person out, the shark outside 
and I, we just don't want to get married. And I find it funny because like the whole restaurant is aghast and I'm like, well, is that such a big surprise? He hasn't been home in how long? I mean, wouldn't you think something's up with that? He's just kind of like, no, he didn't get cold feet or anything. He just did not want to marry her. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But um, then we have the downtrodden, heartbroken Harley. She wants to make this right with Ivy. Uh, and I find, like, at least in my experience, uh, when I've tried to do that in the past, it's been one of those things where it's like, you should probably let the person have their space first. Uh, you don't want to go immediately right to them because even though you want to fight for this person and stuff, um, sometimes it can make it worse. Mm-hmm. So... But the, the, as a testament to Harley's power and her infectious nature, uh, she does apologize and she kind of realizes that what they have is real, but she wants, she like through this whole, like this whole soiree and shebang for her best friend. I, and it's that weird, very gray and gradients of gray area where it's kind of like, you love your best friend, but you want them to see them happy, even though even that even though that might be without you. But that yearning is still going to be there, and that's that's the heartache. But she does convince Ivy to come out of her room. She's like, "I want you to enjoy the rest of this weekend, please." And she's like, "I have one big surprise for you." So she comes out, and what is the icing on the cake? What is the big surprise for not only the uh, bride to be but for the rest of the party they want some excitement and they will get it how is it they will get it because uh, immediately they just go back to their brunch table and whatnot yeah. and they're going to oh that's right uh they so basically harley reveals that they have this really weird back I don't want to say backwater, but it's like a it's a very strange yeah. plan mm-hmm. where they're she knows that um Queen uh what's her name uh, Hippolyta Hippolyta is uh being kind of brainwashed by mm-hmm. uh by the um, the Aris. resort yeah Eris the yeah, rush, yeah. Uh, resort so, manager yeah so so they're um they're actually going to uh what's the word they're going to. They're basically After enjo- enjoying and indulging in the uh, the island, they're going to basically fuck up this uh, what is it wedding or something or the uh, I well the, it's a contract with Luther. Yeah, it's contract, an alliance yeah. with LexCorp because and this was like a, a nice it was kind of like a throwaway joke, but I thought it was really good reference because apparently what they say is uh, Lex wants to hold uh, an upscale lifestyle and music festival, which is just code for the fire festival. Yeah, I would love to see just that episode where the actual like it. What if in a different world, in a different universe or on a different Earth, uh, in this case, Lex actually holds his fire festival and it turns out just as bad as the actual fire festival. But that was Eris's plan the whole time. He just wanted to she wanted to sell out the Amazonians. And mm-hmm. as much as I love uh, uh, the the English and everything, I think they go with the old trope of the one person uh, in the entire episode that has a British accent is the evil one. That's like such an old, outdated trope, but I like that they brought it back, and I think they did it on purpose because nothing is without purpose in this cartoon. Mm 
least to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's a Star Wars E type thing. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Because everyone in the Empire had the British accents, but yeah. That's true. And uh, so, yeah, they, they have this incursion on uh, on their meeting and whatnot. Because also she wanted to give Ivy something back, and that something back was, well, I want you to get. I want you to get the opportunity to take down the evil person and preserve the beauty and landscape of all that is around you right now. And that's totally Ivy's thing. That's like that's her. That's into her wheelhouse. That's her bag. Yeah. So yeah, and the only other person. To the last person to get on board personally uh, was Jennifer because she is a little bit of a lush, I guess you could say, uh, because she was pounding down the mimosas on the uh, flight there because they were bottomless. But apparently on the island, they're not bottomless. So that was enough to get her on board. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have the uh, King Shark. He stands up to his dad. That's pretty much it. Uh, he basically said he leaves off with one last fuck you to everybody, too. Yeah. He's like, you know, and another thing. I like pooping in the toilet. <laughs> and they're all yeah. kind of like blasphemy. That What? And I guess if I were like an aquatic creature, I'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy speak. So, uh, so basically the... Cobb Squad breaks in when they're about to sign the contract or when Eris is about to force Queen Napolita's hand on the contract, but everybody breaks in. The 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 Cobb Squad, quote unquote, uh break in. And they they lay waste. They fuck shit up. And the weird thing is like I thought the killing blow would belong to Ivy or Harley. Uh Harley just for putting it all together and her wanting to take out Eris, but no, it's Jennifer. She's the one that literally just throws Eris off the, uh, the, the building uh, that they're in. And so yeah. that presumably kills her because Queen Apollo snaps out of her shit. Yeah. And, and it's also funny because again, more reckless death in the series, not afraid to. Oh no. Yes. It, well, it's the the interesting thing, but I guess it was for a purpose, which makes perfect sense. Is it's like, well, it's women killing women on an island that's pro women, but in this case, it makes sense because if these women are willing, to, if these Amazonians are willing to protect a, a ba- like a bad contract going down, then there's no there's no like if ands or buts. You got to take them out for the most part. So I understood it. It was a little weird just because I put that weird logic together. But, um, yeah, we have uh, then Queen. the queen basically says, so in classic Amazonian uh, uh, ritual, what are we going to do? And in, in classic Harley fashion, the queen being so regal, she says, we're going to have a fucking rager. <laughs> so that's what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at the very end, uh, Ivy gets one last intimate moment with Harley. And she does, like, in a good, friendly way, uh, because mm-hmm. it's all sort of taken, uh, like, a bunch of turns. And just as friends, they could speak, which I thought was cool. Yeah. But then and, what happens? Because you know, it's a rager. Because it's a rager, 
they go too far and they sleep together again. Again. <laughs> they bang one more time. Yes. And let me emphasize, too, that it's not like, oh, it's like, oh, oops, this was a mistake. Like, yeah, okay, they both accept that, but it's also, like, mind-blowingly, like, orgasmic, like, yeah. every, again, mm-hmm. fanboy's fantasy type thing. Yeah. Except it's not shown, it's just implied. No. Yeah. Um, well, it, yeah, through dialogue. But, you know, like, yeah. the thing is that with these, because they're both two women that they don't, they don't typically use hyperbole. They basically are very blank. Uh, blank. They're very frank and blunt about it. Uh, it's kind of like then you know they're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Uh, they're very all about it. The only thing is Harley honestly just kind of addresses it once more because Ivy takes the whole stance of like this should have never happened. We can't do this again. And it's the same rigmarole for the most part. Uh, yeah. But I think Ivy's sort of, or Harley's had enough of it. And she's like, look, and she pours her heart out. And she, she pours actually, her heart out and she, she emphasizes that, you know, like, what's so wrong with mm-hmm. being best friends and doing this thing together? Um, yeah. When you really break down to it, like, well, no, that's, it, that's it, it makes sense. No, it makes yeah. perfect sense. I mean, that is, yeah. I think, uh, whether you're. Uh, like a woman with a woman, a man with a man, or if you're a man with a woman, like it, it seems like the coolest fantasy to just be like right by your side, fighting right by your side, going on adventures by your side with your beloved. It seems like the coolest thing ever. Uh, not that you wouldn't have your fights or anything like that, but Harley is in so many ways, I think, trying to tell Ivy, like, look at all the fun we have. Yeah, Kite Man's cool and all, but like, he can't give you what I can give you. Like, I can give you this every single day. And that sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? That sounds yeah. so cool. Uh, and so then she releases the last three words of the trip, of the trip itself, which is, I love you. And I don't think, I don't know if she's ever said that, uh, because I I think if she had... Um, then it wouldn't have as much gravitas in that moment. So I think this is possibly the first time that she said that uh, to her, or at least saying that in a very real way. And she mm-hmm. follows that up with four more words, which is just think about it, which I think is actually more loving because she doesn't say, don't you love me back or anything? She's, she just says, like, I don't want you to take your time right now to think about it. And so that's pretty poignant. I like for the fact yeah. that this cartoon, definitely it's not all just comedy, 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 slapstick, screwball. It's, it does have its like really meaningful and heartfelt moments, which is great. I, I love how they temper that out. So at the very end, I'll let you take this one away because this, yeah. uh, this is where I'm going with two. Um. So back on the boat, Kite Man waits for Harley, and uh, King yeah. Shark emerges from the depths. I mean, not, not Harley, uh, uh, Ivy, which was surprising. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Kite oh, Man waits uh, for, yeah, he, for Harley, he waits but for it was Ivy. Sorry, yeah, that's sorry, what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Uh, and but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, King Shark is all the more wiser about what he wants in life mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. His whole <laughs> as, thing as is like, I'm, who, who takes away this lesson. Yeah, that's true. I uh, like King Shark's basically mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm married. I capitulated, but 
the thing is that we're just going to be publicly married, but we're going to see other people. We're just doing this for the peace of the kingdom itself. Um, and again, what what I um, was getting at was this, the very end, the last as the crew departs and everything. Uh, Jennifer is now going by Jen. Mrs. Freeze now is taking back Zeus home for the most part. But what happens, uh, I want you to like bring this on home. Uh, what happens uh, between Harley and Ivy after what was said? Um, despite everything, uh, at the end of the day, uh, because they're best friends, Ivy doesn't want to risk that. Mm-hmm. And Ivy knows Harley, and Harley's fun, and she's very gung-ho and headstrong. And, and But the thing is, is she's not a committer. She's not somebody who stays in one thing for too long, and she essentially feels like she'll get tired of her. So she picks Kite Man over, over mm-hmm. Harley. Yeah. So. And, and it's it's so... Like, we all kind of know what's coming. We kind of know her speech and what she would probably choose because she's logical too, Ivy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's just so heartbreaking because Kite Man swoops in, takes Ivy back home, uh, but and she leaves just Harley just all alone, like, sobbing. And it's kind of like... it. It's like Harley wants to do the right thing. I think she wants to settle down uh, or not settle down per se, but she wants kind of like a Thelma and Louise type situation. The only thing is like Thelma and Louise, what happens to them in the end? <laughs> that, yeah. and uh, not only that, uh, but because, and it, it's heartbreaking to hear from Ivy's mouth, because I, I think everybody's on Harley's side, but she's like, but I know you, and I know that like, I can't trust you with my heart. Like, I really, really have like a deep love for you, but I know that like something's going to happen and you're going to screw it up or I'm going to get tired of you. And it's like, it, it's, it, it's not one of those moments that's supposed to be comedic cause it's not, it's just the raw truth and it's visceral. And it's like, Oh man. And the end on that, there's no like punchline. There's no tag. There's no nothing. It just ends on that. And I thought that was wonderful because it's like, all right, all right, let's let's uh, see where else this goes too. Is she gonna try yeah. to win uh, Ivy back? Is she gonna just let sleeping dogs lie for the moment? I mean, she tried doing that before, as we know in the past uh, couple of episodes, where she tried to really fill her days with anarchy and just purpose. But I mean, I don't, how many times could she do that? She they, they're not permanently broken up that's the the thing i thought ivy was typically gonna say like i can't see you anymore i can't be part of your crew because technically i think that would be the hardest mandate to rip off but that would be the most logical yeah but i don't i don't know that's why i'm kind of curious um about it but yeah i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely curious about what happens next in terms of the relationship dynamic Mm -hmm. I mean, you definitely have a wedding episode to happen soon, mm-hmm. and then uh, probably the finale and the the client, the build up to that. So, mm-hmm. like, that's three out of the how many left? Or I think four. Four, um, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we still have that one episode that's going to be like something in between. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know um, what happens, but it's probably going to be something where it's uncomfortable because at some point you have to put them all in the same room together. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. sure. we're 
gonna see that either mm-hmm. if not next episode i predict the episode after that yeah where you're gonna have to see all three so mm-hmm. I, I think you're right on that. It probably won't be next episode because that's a that's a lot of drama, just one after the other. It'll probably be the one after that. If you want to, yeah, that's, that's like a good point. Cause space a, it out. Yeah, it's a comedy after mm-hmm. all. At the end of the day, so yeah. But there's there's a lot of good dramatic beats in this one. I like oh, it a lot. totally. And uh, reading some of the uh, the fan reception and people talking about it, and uh, people a lot of people really do uh, seem to either like this relationship or are anti-LGBTQ, which yeah. in case their, their opinion doesn't really matter well, yeah. that much because they're just saying fuck this because of, you know, it being gay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, their opinion doesn't matter much either because regardless, this is this awesome, awesome shit is being made and put out yeah. there. So whether you like it or not, it's full steam ahead. Yeah. You either get on the train or you get run over. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I love the episode, um, and that's that's my take on it. Uh, I would definitely again say, uh, a if you haven't uh, caught up with the first season, it's now on Sci-Fi. Uh, it's probably on demand because I think they've gotten through the entire first season, or most of it already. So if you have on demand, you could do that. Um, and if you're really chomping at the bit, and I highly suggest because there's definitely more than Harley on the DC universe. Um, I would say definitely sign up for them, become a member. Yeah, definitely, and uh, especially with Doom Patrol coming up yes. shortly after, and Star Girl, uh, which is week by week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, reviews of the first two episodes, the third one to come out uh, by Monday. So yeah, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of it uh, for me too. I I've had a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, covering Harley Quinn with you and uh, just writing about it in mm-hmm. detail. Oh, um, totally. Yeah, the, the the reviews and the the podcast have done pretty well for the site for the most part, mm-hmm. um, and uh, more than anything, it's just a really fun show. Yes, uh, that I think shows representation and uh, builds character surprisingly for what's supposed to be just an absurd kind of Deadpoolish type comedy. Yeah, uh, in terms of the shock value and the like surprises and the gratuitous violence. Um, I say this because written. as yeah, it is incredibly smartly written. Uh, this is actually going to be my last Harley Talk podcast for mm-hmm. those listening. And uh, afterwards, Rob will pretty much be taken over with Norton. Yes. And uh, they'll be covering the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. I've had some uh, some things I have to take care of life-wise, so I'm actually going to be taking a break from the work print for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'll be back, uh, I think, on July 11th, a little mm-hmm. bit after the 4th of July, basically. So. Oh, definitely. But, um, and uh, yeah. when the next season, whenever the next season comes out, you are hopefully, I, I hope, are returning back to Harley with me because, yeah, my no, God, I'm definitely is, down to cover it again. Is, it's just, it's literally gas. just, yeah, yeah, it's literally just life happens mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, mm-hmm. quarantine I, responsibilities. Yes, but um, but yeah, it, it, it's been dope covering mm-hmm. this. Thanks for listening, whoever yes listens and tunes in. Uh, this is uh, Harley Talk Work Print Podcast. Uh, you can find us, uh, me and Rob, mm-hmm. on theworkprint.com. Yep. I'm your host, Christian. Uh, X and underscore Angelus Twitter Instagram uh, you can find my reviews on the site yeah uh, you can find me I'm Robert J. Kajowski on the website I do what we do in the shadows uh, recaps right now I write them and on Twitter I'm at right or wronged and I do also another podcast called after the credits you can find that on Spotify where I just bullshit about movies TV not this like this is solely for the work print this is sole work print content uh <laughs> Uh, but like just random stuff like the next podcast that I might do um, 
maybe Thursday or something, we'll be covering like Jaws. It's a trio of Jaws, Hardcore, the movie Hardcore, um, mm-hmm. which is actually a pretty awesome movie, like from the 70s. Is that about sharks too? No, no. <laughs> oh, well, no, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, and um, this weird Chevy Chase movie from the eighties called like Seems Like Old Times. We're just gonna be uh, gonna be reviewing that with uh, one of my friends, Nick, who was on the podcast before. Uh, so that'd be a lot of fun. Tune in if you want. It's good background fodder if you're cleaning now because it's nice weather out. So probably doing some like springtime cleaning or whatever. Yeah. Definitely. All right. All right, everyone. So thanks I'm for out. tuning in mm-hmm. and uh, love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if there's anything to learn, it's love. love. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>